You're listening to the Nerd Cave Show, coming to you live from Audio Crazy's living room, where I tied up the beard and he's sitting in the back. Shush, beard, drink your happy juice. You can follow us on www.nerdcaveshow.com, or you can go to Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveshow. And now, on with the show. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another wonderful, happy, joyous, exciting, uh, questionable, always questionable, Nerd Cave Show. I am your host, Audio Crazy, and uh, I am still doing the solo thing. Um, Beard's still out. Uh, Always welcome to be back, but unfortunately, at this point in time, he's still handling family, so uh, my love goes out to him. I hope everything's okay. Actually, I talked with him today, and uh, he's doing good. Um... One of these days, we're going to get together. But beyond that, show must go on. Um, with that, the um, we're going to continue on with doing things normally. I uh, apologize. I'm sitting here, and the fan has blown away my notes. <laughs> That's just the way things go here. Uh, and the heat. Man, here in California, it's been hot. We hit 119 degrees today. That is just nuts um i had to air up tires today on one of the uh, uh, on a vehicle i was driving it wasn't my own personal it was another one and man by the time i got to the fourth tire that little because i have one of those little it, it's a, a a pump that i got from amazon and it's been doing great i've had it for about a year now but it almost didn't want to air up that last tire because it was just like you were like eh. It's hot, and I'm looking at the thing going, I understand, I know, I, I completely feel you here, but uh, we got to do this. We got to do this. So <laughs> got the tires aired up. Uh, took the, uh, I didn't even put the thing back in my car because I was worried about, you know, that that scent of burnt electronics. I was, I couldn't tell if it was doing that, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to put it inside the air-conditioned building to cool it that cool off. So, ah. <sighs> Beyond that, I avoided the heat. Well, actually, no, I was out in the heat for most of the day. Um, where the, uh, as you're going through the day, the air conditioning is kind of a suggestion. Um, you know, it's, you know it's working because you can kind of feel the coolness about six inches away from the dash. But anything beyond that, your, uh, your, you know, your head's about a couple of feet from the dash. And yeah, it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> Got that uh, wonderful little hairdryer feeling right at the beginning. And after you've been driving for an hour, you can start to go, oh, the air conditioning does work. Um, it's getting there. It's it's thinking about working. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so heat. It is absolutely insane. Uh, anyway, Nerd Cave Show. Glad to hear you guys. I have got to say... Um, I was impressed. I, I I was shocked more than anything else. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, we used to be we used to be hosted on um, what was it? Uh, uh, the podcast used to be hosted on. I can't remember the name of it. It was a well over a year ago. And Podbean, and they were good and all. I'm not. I don't want to say negative or anything, but I for the for the two years that I paid for it, one year, two years. It was a hundred and something bucks um, for uh, podcast hosting, which was a bit pricey in my book, as far as I'm concerned. But you get a lot of granular information, a lot of data, like you know what devices it's being listed on. How you know it, it gives you a lot, a lot of fine details. 
But I'm going to say this. All that information is nice. But I have noticed since I went ahead and figured out how to host the podcast off my website that I'm getting more listeners. Now, I don't know if it's because of things change or more people listening, interested in podcasts. I don't know. Um, maybe it's a fluke. But I have noticed I have had more listens. My, I think we've had more listens on last episode um, you know, two weeks ago than, uh, for, uh, than any other episode we've released. And it was the first one. So I don't know if it's a fluke. We're going to find out if it is or not. Um, it's kind of, I'm happy about it. All of you guys have listened. Hello. How are you doing? Um, glad to hear you guys. If you guys have any comments, anything, like I said, audiocrazy.com, you have all the links or nerdcaveshow.com. You can find all the links to all the social media stuff, Twitter, Facebook, um, I haven't done anything Nerd Cave Show on TikTok, and I haven't been posting a whole lot. Most of the stuff was 3D printing stuff, um, but that's kind of put it, been put on halt because it's been hard to get to with other projects that I'm going to be talking about tonight. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say this. the Moving the podcast over to um, host it off my website, I have to say the smartest thing I, it, it, smartest thing I ever did. I did it for cost savings, but for me, it seems that the it's being it's being picked up more, and I'm grateful for that. So, for everybody's listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, if you ever want to be involved, let me know. Um, like I said, all the social media is there: Facebook, Instagram. Um, I don't, I'm not a regular poster. I'm not somebody, and it's kind of hard because people don't, I don't usually take my face because I'm one of the strong believers. It's not about me. It's about what you do. And so that's why it's like, it's a rare event you ever see, see stuff. And even when I am, I so focused on other, you know, I'm focused. It's hard for me to take pictures when I'm focusing on the technical side of things. And so... Yeah, I'm not good at selfies, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Um, I recently did a, did a video with my daughter and it was a lot of fun. So, uh, and I've been doing stuff, but one of the stuff some of you guys are seeing, actually, I'm going to get to that in a minute because if you guys have seen my Instagram and Facebook page, um, you'll have noticed that I've been posting pictures of some of the work I've been doing lately that has been eating up. That's why I didn't do a podcast last week. And I'm probably going to keep the podcast doing a dual uh, biweekly just because um, it allows me to get some more of the side project stuff done. But the first thing I want to bring up is, um, if those of you guys who missed it, the Indie Racers Festival did kick off. I didn't get to get involved with it until Friday or Monday night, the very tail end of it. But I did get into it, and I played a bunch of Race Me Now, and I had a blast with that. Uh, had a blast with that game, and I think I've locked, unlocked just about. I think I have almost all the cars unlocked. And it really is. It reminds me so much. Like I was getting like, what was it? San Francisco Rush, the old arcade. Um, 
uh, racing games on the uh, on the uh, Nintendo 64 or the first gen PlayStation like that's the vibe you get from playing these it's a lot of fun it's got bugs and actually I was communicating with the dev uh, over Twitter I was like hey look I noticed these and these um, he did say that one of his top priorities is he's going to be hammering out bugs but most importantly he definitely wants to add some more tracks so if you guys think it's a little light because it's only got four tracks don't worry he's working on it um you got to understand a lot of people look for those of you ever looking it's like well it did not get much this is a one-man project <laughs> and it, one person can do just about anything but it doesn't mean it's going to be done quick um if you ever see someone working on an old car that's a one-man project that takes years and so when it comes to a game, this is his first game. It's actually a wonderful game for what it is. Um, and it is his first game that makes me more impressed. But I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, even with a, little, a couple of little glitches and stuff, it was still, f I, I, I enjoyed it. I played for, I streamed for about two hours on Twitch playing it and had a lot of fun. So if any of you guys haven't, like I said, go check it out, race me now. Now that is not the indie, uh, indie game spotlight for tonight. The indie game spotlight is actually, this is the second time that this dev has become a uh, part. Of, I think he's, I think I did his other game. I know I talked about it a lot, but he's come out uh, his own, quirky racing game is best way i can call it um so it is uh, uh i'm gonna butcher that name and you guys know i'm pretty bad those guys don't know i'm really horrible at names but he has made uh he made the previous game and it's bucket full games is the uh, uh and you'll find it as uh, uh, at bucket full games on twitter and if you guys remember the absolutely barbaric game Okay, that game was the one I talked about before. The more recent game he's uh, game. Now, this is a free game. This is not a paid game. You can go to uh, itch.io. It is uh, bucket-full-games.itch.io. Don't worry if you need a link, because I know that name's not the... It doesn't quite roll off the tongue, that URL. But um, I will have a link on the show notes, so definitely go there and click on it. Uh, it'll be posted on my website here soon. But Racing Chairs Simulator is another free browser-based game. And um, to be perfectly honest, it was a little goofy, but it is one of those very fun little um basically what it is is it's a it's a i think he's working on making it multiplayer but it's here you go racing uh, uh chair racing simulator and uh it's two players it's not multiplayer and networking but it's multiplayer on the same computer and uh, like player one uses the arrow keys and enter whereas player two uses wsad uh e and uh e or spacebar and um, it's basically what you're doing is just you're running over, hopping in an office chair. It's an 8-bit game, so it's a, it's a low res. It plays in a browser window, but you're racing around a track and you're trying to beat your high score while also picking up power-ups and other items. And my score is not the greatest. I've seen some of the scores that people have posted for this game, and I'm not close. <laughs> 
but it's a lot of fun. So I definitely recommend checking it out. He's uh, got, he's got a YouTube channel. Um, he's on, oh, he's on Instagram too. I need to add him. But like I said, it's called Chair Racing Simulator. And that is this week's Indie Game Spotlight. And it is a free game. So I highly recommend everybody go check it out. Um, at least have a little fun. Like I said, it's a browser game. So you can hop in anywhere. And I don't, I know some of his previous games, they did work in on mobile devices. So I haven't tested to see if this one is, but... Um, because absolutely, bar- uh, absolutely barbaric was uh, definitely one that uh, was supported by uh, 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 touchscreen. He had that functionality. Uh, racing uh, chair racing simulator. I don't know, but definitely worth checking out. If anything, it's a great way to uh, kill some time while at the office. I didn't say that. You didn't hear it from me. <laughs> ah, so that's tonight's indie game spotlight. All right, so. Where are we at? Well, that was the wrong button. Um, so the past couple of weeks, I have gotten deeper involved. And a um, little, little history, little history. I have dabbled in, for those of you guys who don't know what they're called, they're called uh, game mods. And they're not as popular today. But back in the 2000s, late 90s 2000s when you had doom duke nukem then you had quake quake 2 then we had half-life um there was always a community around the game unreal tournament had it too like all the major all actually not even major games any game that was either based off of the unreal engine the quake engine uh the doom engine or uh the build engine build which was which was blood duke nukem um some of the first, uh, uh, oh, Shadow Warrior, and then also, um, what is it? Uh, Redneck Rampage was another one. There's a, there's a ton of other ones. Um, but those games weren't just popular because of the games were good. Those games were popular because people figured out how to make levels and then do mutators, and then mods, and then total conversions. And there's kind of a differentiation between them. But um, I first got involved, uh, whenever you, back in those days when you got involved with games, you loved them, but what made the games become extremely popular was all the community-made maps, the community-made uh, total conversions, um, which of it, some of them, some total conversions and mods became games in their own right. And what I'm meaning by that is if you really want to see it, there were a couple of games that whenever um, they became such well-produced, eventually became uh, their own game. Case in point, Counter-Strike. That originally started off as a mod to uh, Half-Life, I believe. Team Fortress originally started off as a mod with Quake. Then the team moved over to Half-Life and then Valve picked up the team and then Team Fortress became a game in its own right. A lot of people, you know, back in the day, whenever there was no gaming colleges, there was no studies to begin into gaming. You had basic programming and you had some other stuff, but when it came down, you know, maybe you had some um, uh, 
uh, uh, art. You know, you, you had some art college, uh, college with digital arts. And that kind of got you into gaming. But for the most part, mo- a lot of the original uh, people that got into the gaming industry, they started off just making mods and maps and stuff. So around that time is when I started. I got involved in, in a, a handful of mods. And uh, one of them was a mod that I've talked about on the previous pack. It was Cold Ice. And the whole premise was is it's just a fun game where everything is blue and cold. And the original developer, his whole thing was is it just started off as, uh, or the original guy that wrote it, Surreal, uh, Doug, he was just like, it was something for me to do. It was, just, it was uh, you know, I wanted to play with it and see how things came out. So he uh, came out with Cold Ice. And then I, he, he had, he, I think he got into school and stuff and I came in on the, on the second team, but I had a lot of fun with it. I did some textures. I think, um, I started working on map, but never, no, 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 no. I didn't work on a map. I was working on textures and a bunch of other stuff and it didn't last long. Cause that the team two essentially is what the second group of people that were worked on it once he released it worked on it for a little bit and then it just never continued on and then source came out they started working on the source port and then that never really happened so the game kind of sat dormant and it sat dormant for 20 years and then doug uh you guys heard on the podcast uh, a couple years about a year ago so um kind of sparked the interest in doing it again so it has been. We've actually been working. We've got a we've got a, a Discord that you guys can go to. You can look for Cold Ice Resurrected. It's still based off of the original what we, what is called Half Life Gold Source. Now, a lot of you guys don't know. We're not talking about Half Life Two or the uh, you know we wish it would come out Half Life Three, but it's based off of Half Life gold source and to put things in a context there are two major versions of half-life now there's a bunch of patches in between those two but you have half-life gold source which was the original uh, the heavily based on quake what originally got released on cd then you have half-life source which was a rewrite um, there's a bunch more there but i'm trying to over i'm really trying to simplify it but you have half-life source which was a complete rewrite and more of valve's code and but the downside is it broke mods so our cold ice is still based off of the original half-life um gold source so it's kind of interesting because we're still we're trying to play on a game on a uh a game that hasn't really seen any updates or fixes in years and it's kind of wonky but we're still making it a, a a new mod for it and we're having so much fun with it and over the past two weeks i have done something i haven't done in years i have been making mods it's been so glorious it's been so much fun and i can't say that it's been easy but I can say I've had a lot of fun and I've currently worked on um, 
I, I basically, the first one I did, and I, I've tried dabble around with maps for map editing in a while. And I was going, it took me a while to find an editor. Eventually I found, there's one currently out, it's called Jack. It used to be called Jackhammer. If you ever experience the old Worldcraft editor for Quake and Half-Life, or there was another one that was basically, he, they, he, who, the devs for that had basically taken the best of all of those and combined it into one. It, to me, it just works the best. And my first dabble wasn't a custom, wasn't my own map. I uh, redid Dust. Uh, if you guys remember the original Counter Strike, it's based off the one point, the uh, du- version of Dust that was uh, from one point six, so the old Half Life version. And I completely retextured it, but to break it up because um, if you guys know, Dust is. It's a terrace versus counter terrace. So you have two starting zones and the main fight areas in the center. Well, I wanted to break that up. So I added a new zone and it's added a new zone and some new tunnels. So only one end of the map has kind of a dead end to it. The other end loops around. So it actually adds a whole bunch more area and also some really long distance areas with tunnels and stuff. So it, it, it really changes the gameplay a bit and it makes it a little bit more fun. Um, and we've loaded it up with 20 bots and it still didn't feel packed. So it was, it's a really good balance. I kept going, I kept tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. And I finally got to a point where I was like, well, I want to add more, one more, but once we played it and we had 20 bots, I was like, no, 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 we're good. Cause if I add any more areas, that's kind of what I wanted to do is like, this is going to get unruly. So that's where we're at. I first finished that map and that was my first venture into, it was a retexture, uh, lovingly called a retexture. It's also a, a, a modded map, but because uh, of the air, new areas I added onto it. But for the most part, it's a retexture of dust for the cold ice mod. And we finished, I finished that. We had fun with that. So I worked on a second map. I'm trying to remember what the name of that map. No, no, no. I started my own map, but I've got one map, but I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's currently in the, I, I, I've got maybe about eight hours, 10 hours involved in this map. And it's the first map I have made in 20 years. And I have to say, it's been just like, I haven't done this since the nineties of the early two thousands. And it's just like, it's so much fun. Like I'm literally adding the blocks and changing the textures and I tweak over the lighting. I've become obsessed with lighting and the way textures work with lighting. I didn't do this as a kid. This is what adulting has done to me. I'm literally tweaking over lighting and textures in a 20-year-old game. Anyway, continuing on. Um, uh, uh, So I started working on my map. And then I got, they asked me, hey, can you do this other map? What did I do? Um, Geez, I'm drawing a blank on it. I did one map. Oh, yes. No, okay, no, I know. The original, okay, if you guys, anybody played original Half-Life, there's a map called Boot Camp. It's a really large map. And this was a really, this one took quite a, this one took almost a week for me to go through and retexture. Well, it wasn't just retexturing. There was a lot of uh, because of the way they did things. I had to go through and redo a lot of brushes in order to make the texture work um, to do the pathing and stuff I want with the textures. So there was a lot of uh, brush reworks I had to do in it. Um, 
There's also, if anybody looks at the old Half-Life maps, they kind of did it in a rush. They were trying to get these maps done quickly. And there's a bunch of lights that were just floating in midair. <laughs> and that bothered me way too much. I obsessed over it. And I went through and moved every light so it was actually attached to a ceiling brush. I spent way too much time on that. Um, then... Uh, I did lighting and then I did so much, but a lot of texture work. And then I ran into a problem with textures where I went too crazy. So I had to back off. So I had to redo a bunch of my texture work and cut back the amount of textures. Cause I put too much in and the game was, the game engine was like getting confused. I was getting random textures in areas. And it was just because I think I overloaded the number. There, there's a limit. These old games were designed for 256 megabytes uh, video cards and, uh, or, you know, 16 to 20, 256 megabyte video card, uh, 3d cards. And then, um, uh, you know, most people only ha didn't even have a gig of Ram. They're running single core processors. So me trying to load that much texture work into the game was just like, not happy with yet. So I, I spent another, you know, couple of hours dialing back the number of textures and going through and removing textures around in certain areas. So it doesn't look like I'm using them too much, try to break things up. So I spent a lot of time on that one. That one was a lot of fun. And then I was asked to do a uh, snark pit, which we got named ice pit. And if you, I'll have pictures of them uh, up and I have to admit, I haven't spent this much time on lighting a acid pit or a green slime pit ever. <laughs> I spent a lot of time doing brush work, you know, moving uh, brushes around to have the textures line up the way I wanted them so I can get the right lighting. And they, yeah, I obsessed over this. And if you ever look in there and look at that, if those people who know about how the textures for half-life are, you'll see like, that's not the actual textures. You had to do some, uh, some, some work here. So I spent a lot of time. There's like one room. I spent like four hours reworking tech uh, brushes and oh, those of you guys don't know now i've been throwing words out here a brush is essentially a block well it's not just a block but it's kind of think of it that way the building blocks in the game before there's actual textures on it you have just the block that's called a brush um, and then you apply the textures to it or you turn the blocks into other things um, like enti uh, not entities but say like effects and stuff are actually generated from blocks and you assign them a property. That's what that is, a function wall or something like that. Um, but I'm going to say this, and I've talked about this many times before, but I, I've always talked highly of the old mod scene. And I have to say I was wrong in some ways. The reason being is I... The, uh, the mod scene never died. And I, I do, it's honestly a lot more underground than it's ever been. But there is a huge community out there, a huge community. The only thing I don't like about, I'm gonna say this, I don't like it, and I, I know it's just because of modern times, but we've lost, I've like had to go online and I've tried searching on websites for certain tutorials for Half-Life modding. And I've had to pick people's brains multiple times on trying to find, hey, 
what functions do I do to make this work? What do I do to make this work? And the information, luckily, like the only thing we really have, because all the original websites, unfortunately, a lot of people like remember GameSpy and Planet Half-Life. A lot of once they went under, all that valuable information just went away. I've got some archives that I go through every now and then, but um, a lot of it's gone. And as of current, most of the information you find, you have to go to Discord channels. And I'm going to say, for those people who are telling you, I get the whole point of the social interaction of Discord. I really don't like you guys using it as archives. It is a horrible, horrible place to try to keep information. Because if Discord ever goes under, I guarantee you all that stuff is gone. It's going to be scattered to the wind again. And the thing I can't... The thing I can't stand is thinking again that we're going to lose so much information again. And the only thing I don't want to see is like right now, if you were trying to go out and find all this mapping information, which I have been trying to do lately, is I have to, we utilize the Wayback Machine. If you guys don't know what the Wayback Machine is, strongly advise you searching for it. There's the Internet Wayback Machine. And essentially what it is is that it's a website that kind of goes out and tries to find websites and then skims them periodically, depending upon how popular they are. And it takes a snapshot. It won't take files. And some of the large images won't come down, but it'll take small images or compressed images and the web pages and then try to snapshot them. And for the most part, you can find some pretty good information out there, um, especially when it comes to half-life modding and stuff like that. But Unfortunately, there's some stuff I guess they're just not allowed to keep or something at that point because there's been times when I've been trying to find things and there's just nothing there. And I wouldn't be surprised that they were asked to eliminate that stuff. So don't know. But I will say it has been a valuable tool for those of us that have been trying to get back into the scene. And uh, beyond that, Discord has been it. But I'm just my major concern is people are going to use try to use Discord for archiving stuff and we're going to be back in the same thing that we did before which is discord's going to go away or they're going to change or they're going to purge something and all that valuable information is going to be gone and i'm that's my major concern is that's going to happen so hopefully it doesn't but those of you guys who are storing stuff don't rely on discord to hold your information because it's not going to happen um the most valuable thing you can do is keep an archive somewhere. Um, a lot of guys have been keeping Google drives, but those are hard to find. Those are real. That's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. And a lot of times you can't search for it. You have to go and find somebody who talked about it and post a link about it. Um, but beyond that, um, if that information is out there, um, it needs to be kept because, uh, it's been amazing because once we, we uh, the, the cold ice hit the number one page, the most viewed on mod DB. And that was just like, we were so excited and um, so glad to see that. And we've had a bunch of people jump in the discord. So it's kind of died down a little bit, but we're hammering away. And like I said, we've got already got a couple of maps. The current plan is to get all of the, um, as many of the, uh, uh, Half-Life Deathmatch maps reskinned over to uh, 
um, cold ice, you know, frosty theme is what we're trying to do. Just kind of give them a unique look. But uh, I'm going to be working on those. It's so much fun. Um, I'm going to say this. Anybody wants to, you don't have to be a programmer to get into games. You can do audio. You can do map design. You can do texture work. There are so many facets to get into the gaming industry or at least just to do it. I mean, just to have fun with it. And that's literally what we're doing. This is not something we're going to, we plan on making any money over or we're literally doing this for the joy of it and we're having a blast doing it. So um, definitely check it out. If you want, we're, we're, I don't know when we're planning. I know we're, we're, we were wanting beta three to come out, but we're currently living on, uh, we got beta two and we, we want to put a bunch more work in, but if you go on the discord, we're, uh, uh, Surreal is constantly posting, hey, we've added this. Um, we've added a couple of new, uh, they've added a couple of new, Napoleon's been working on a bunch of stuff. There's the high resolution uh, texture work where you can enable or disable it. There's also um, uh, new character models. We're adding uh, mutators. Like we're just adding all, we're going all crazy with this. And we're, it's most of the stuff we're doing is just really fun. I think we're going to be doing a, uh, a melee mode um there we're talking about doing trains again um possibly implementing some of the stuff that was from there was a half-life mod many years ago called runaway train there was another one i was involved with and uh possibly implementing some of that stuff where you can get credit for kills by running somebody over with the train <laughs> so just just having a blast and honestly if you guys haven't checked it out the original half-life you can get like the entire thing for like five ten bucks so it's definitely worth picking up. Um, there's a lot of people who like, there's a f- entire Reddit forum, a Reddit channel for just for the original half for all the half-life series. But there's so many people just love playing the old version. Um, there's a huge mod community that is still active. That's why it made, you know, I, I it's what I love about valve and why I'm a, such a huge, uh, 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 steam, someone who appreciates steam, uh, and valve because they haven't shelved these games. They're still available for download. You can still buy them. You can still play them. And I'm grateful for them doing that. Um, very few companies really do that. Most of them are like, no, no, no. This is the new stuff. The old stuff, we're not dealing with that anymore. And Val's like, no, 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 no. It's there. You guys can still play this. And there's still a huge community out there for it. And it's impressive. The problem is, is they're not, most of the guys doing it, they're doing it for fun. So they're not real vocal, but they're there. And it's awesome. And you can find maps and you can find mods and you can find all kinds of crazy stuff. There's still a ton of servers out there. I'm running one. I've got a dedicated server running for Cold Ice. So uh, going on nuts about this, but uh, yeah, Cold Ice mod. Uh, I've been having a blast doing maps. It's kind of like, dude, I, I love doing this back in you know the late 90s, early 2000s. And I'm kind of doing it again. And it's just bringing up all the really happy vibes. So... If you, if you guys ever even thought about doing it, do it. Give it a shot. Jack, uh, the Jack which you used to call Jackhammer, is the editor I use. Um, uh, it's relatively easy. If you ever uh, did Worldcraft or uh, the other one, I can't remember what it was. But it was the ones that we used in Quake and Half-Life. 
but it, it supports uh, a handful of Gunman Chronicles. Um, I think Kingpin as well. I don't know. I'd have to look. But, uh, you know, Quake, Quake 2, Half-Life, um, Gunman Chronicles, and another one. But um, you can go and just start making maps. Edit your textures and load it into the pack file or the wad files. And yeah, it's so much fun. Um, I, I just do it because it's fun. You don't know the feeling of designing and making a level and then running your character through it. And I plan on having my map done, but it keeps getting pushed back. So I'm not at the point where I'm going to start talking about it yet. Just something I'm working on. It's one of those side projects on top of my other side projects. So, <laughs> all right, everybody, that's it. I think that's uh, uh, it for this week's episode. Uh, everybody's been listening and I, I, we've been seeing a lot of down. I, I've been seeing a lot of downloads. Um, thank you so much for listening. And uh, like I said, join the chats, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I've got a TikTok, but I don't do much gaming on there. But, uh, yeah, I'm all over the place or the website and keep track of everything on there. And, uh, yeah, um, I'm probably, I don't know if it'll be do a podcast this week, but I will be doing a podcast next or in two weeks at least. And hopefully it'll be, it'll be a lot cooler because right now, if you saw me, I look like a walking, uh, uh, salt lick and, uh, yeah, that's kind of the way I think it too. So anyway, you guys have a great night a great week uh i hope everything starts cooling off for everybody and uh yeah i will see you guys next episode you guys take it easy and uh yeah have fun with your games have fun with it.